Hello and welcome to Bible Talk with the West End Church of Christ. My name is Eric Craig. We're in episode number 38 today, and I want to ask the question, does it matter how I'm baptized? You know, baptism is preached in some way by many different churches. As you read the New Testament, you know, you clearly come across the subject of baptism. In fact, many times you come across the subject of baptism, particularly as you read the book of Acts, which is the book of conversion. But even in other places, you read about the subject of baptism, so clearly um, it makes sense that um, you'll find some kind of practice of baptism um, in most churches today. But when you start diving a little bit deeper, what you'll actually discover is that even though the word baptism is used in many different churches, that the actual practice of baptism differs uh, a lot of times from church to church, and the beliefs about the baptism differs a lot of times from church to church, and so that can often leave many people confused. You know, when people think, all right, have I been baptized? Since that word is used in so many different ways, I might answer the question, yes, I've been baptized, but maybe that baptism is not according to the teachings of Scripture. You know, so what we want to do in the course of this episode is really think about this question, does it matter how I am baptized? Think about, does God give any specific instructions about baptism, or is baptism such a a broad and open subject that it's so um, open to, to, to many different interpretations as we see practice today? And so we want to just start looking into that subject and thinking through a few of these uh, points today. Before we get into our study, though, just want to take just a moment and invite you, if you're in our area, to come and worship God with us. We assemble at 987 West Main Street in Newark, Ohio. Come join us on Sunday mornings for Bible study at 945 or for worship at 1030, or you can join us on Wednesday evenings for a period of Bible study at 630. If you have a Bible question, whether something that we talk about today might stimulate a question that you'd like to hear discussed a little further, you have a personal question you'd like to converse about, please call or text me again, 740-527-3403, or email me at preacher at thewestendchurch.org. Maybe you would like to study the Bible a bit deeper than you have been, or are interested in um, just just getting started or restarted in your Bible study. We have some Bible study resources that we believe can help you to do that, and we'd love to mail them to you uh, free of charge. Call or text me at 740-527-3403. Send me your mailing address, and I'll begin to send those lessons to you in the mail. Or you can email me at preacher at thewestendchurch.org. Or you can go online and fill out a form there to get started, www.thewestendchurch.org forward slash Bible study, and Bible study all one word there. Again, we're thinking specifically about the subject of baptism, and does it matter how I'm baptized? And let's just take a moment at the beginning of our study here to just step back and observe. We see that there are many different common practices of baptism. Um, 
so at this point, we're not making any kind of conclusions or anything. We'll talk about some things the Bible says in just a moment. Right now, we're just observing. Right? If you took out a list, if you're familiar at all with different church beliefs and uh, and such things, you could you could take out a piece of paper and you start writing down different types of baptisms that are practiced. Right, infant baptism, where water is sprinkled or poured over the head of a of a newborn baby. Sometimes it is sprinkling or pouring in general, where even with an adult, um, there is water that is either a little bit sprinkled on a person's head or a little bit of water poured on someone's head. Or some refer to an experience that they connect with the Holy Spirit. They'll call it Holy Spirit baptism. Some refer to an immersion in water that is necessary to being forgiven and being saved. Some refer to baptism as an immersion in water, but but they don't believe it's necessary uh, to being forgiven and being saved. Um, there are there are even other practices beyond that um, that people connect and call baptism. But you just step back from that, and you can see there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of different things that are going on in the religious world. And so the question we always have to step back and ask ourselves then is, does that confusion come from God? Is that something that he desires, that that baptism is such a broad and open subject that we can just pick and choose which one we want to uh, practice today, depending on the church that we connect with and so forth? Or is there something very specific that he instructs concerning baptism? So let's, let's dive into that a little bit deeper. And let's realize that when we read in the scriptures, we see that there is only one baptism God requires and that pleases him today. Now, please don't misunderstand me. There are different baptisms that we read about in the pages of Scripture. I believe we even talked a little bit about that in a previous episode here on Bible Talk. There are, in fact, um, six different baptisms referred to in the Scriptures. Uh, For example, the baptism of John that you read about a lot in the Gospels, especially the early part of the Gospels. Um, And then uh, Holy Spirit baptism, for example, where you read about on just a couple of occasions of that being practiced. But if we go over in our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4, what we notice here, you could read the first six verses, is that God has revealed a united system. And he he instructs us that we all be united. So God's not pleased with all the religious division that exists in the world today. Instead, we're to make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Well, we can do that because God has given us a united um, message. And in verse 4, he tells us that there's one body and there's one spirit, just as you were called to one hope at your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. That's verse 5. Verse 6, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in all. So if if I'm remembering correctly, there are seven ones um, just in these three verses. But I want you to really focus on that uh, part where he says there's one baptism. Okay, so by the time the Apostle Paul wrote the book of Ephesians, he says there is one baptism that ought to unite us. There is one baptism that is involved in pleasing God. Right, so even though there were other baptisms practiced at various points, even in the Bible, 
by the time Ephesians 4 is written, he says there's one baptism. Um, so even today, all these different baptisms, we need to realize there's one that is pleasing to God. So what is that one is the question that we need to consider. Whether or not you have been baptized is not the only question you need to ask or that I need to ask. We might easily answer that question, yes, I have been baptized, by whatever definition we're using for what we've been taught baptism is. What we need to ask ourselves, have we been baptized with the one baptism that we're taught that we, we live under today? And so the rest of our study today, I want us to really just be thinking about what is that one baptism? Does it matter? Well, God is showing us here, yes, it matters because there's only one. Um, if there was more than one, if there was just um, some kind of general instruction, then maybe we could pick or choose. But he says there is one. So let's dive a little bit deeper now into thinking, does it matter how I am baptized? Before we do, I just want to pause and again invite you, if you are interested in that free Bible study course, I'd love to send that out to you. In fact, um, one of the lessons will deal um, even more in-depth about the subject of baptism and and some other things that you need to know before um, studying and being baptized. And certainly want to encourage you to sign up for that Bible study course. It is free of charge to you. Just send us your mailing address to get started. Call or text me at 740-527-3403. Or you can email me at preacher at thewestendchurch.org. Or you can go online and get started by filling out the form at www.thewestendchurch.org forward slash Bible study. Again, Bible study, all one word. All right, does it matter how I'm baptized? So we've seen that there are so many different common practices of baptism, and then we've seen that there's only one that God requires and that pleases him today. Now, as we keep diving a little bit deeper here, we notice in Scripture that the method of baptism matters. That is, how somebody is baptized matters. The process, what this looks like, um. There's a specific thing that we read about in Scripture that God has commanded, that he has attached to baptism. It's important for us to recognize that the word baptism itself, it's interesting, in fact, that the word baptism was never translated. If you're familiar, the, Greek, the, the New Testament was originally written in the Greek language. Well, the word baptism comes from the Greek word baptizo, and it was never translated. It was just anglicized or transliterated, um, and so we have the word baptize. If the word if that Greek word had been properly translated, we would actually have the word immerse. The word baptism means to immerse, to overwhelm, to submerge. And so that's interesting because it, it's not referring to a sprinkling or a pouring, for example. And we can see that, and we can even see that it is a baptism in water and, and not the baptism of the Holy Spirit that is instructed of us today. Go over to Acts chapter 8. 
Yes, we read about the baptism of the Holy Spirit in a couple of places, as I mentioned, and and we have a future or a former episode on Bible Talk talking a little bit about that. Um, but we look here in Acts chapter eight, and we notice in verses thirty-eight and thirty-nine an example of baptism. It says, so he ordered the chariot to stop. This is a man from Ethiopia. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him any longer, but went on his way rejoicing. And so we notice that there was a baptism in water for this man. We also see the picture of baptism. Now, I've already mentioned to you that the word itself means immerse. But even if we didn't know that, we see it here, right? Both of these men went down into the water and they, for the baptism, and then they both come up out of the water. Well, you don't need to do that if it's just a sprinkling or a pouring of water. Um, in fact, they probably were traveling with some kind of a canteen or, or, or something of water. Could have just used that, may not even had to stop the chariot um, to sprinkle this man with some water. But there was water, and there was enough water they could both get down into uh, for the baptism. And certainly, again, sprinkling or pouring, you wouldn't both have to get down into the water to accomplish that. Just just one would be sufficient. In fact, you wouldn't even have to get down into the water. You could just kind of get down to the edge of the water to fill up a little canister of something to sprinkle or pour. But yet we see a picture here of Going down into and coming up out of, it's a picture of immersion. But there are other passages in Scripture as well that consistently show us this. Um, For example, Romans chapter 6, and in verses 3 and 4, it says, Or are you unaware that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in newness of life. So the picture of baptism, this one baptism, is that of a burial. Now, again, you just think about right, the simple illustration of when you've got a, a dead body, what do you do with, with that? Well, you, you bury that person. And a little bit of dirt sprinkled or poured over top is not enough. Um, So when we are buried, we are put completely under the water. We are submerged. And so, so many passages, right? This is the consistent picture in Scripture. In fact, it never differs from that. You never read about a sprinkling or a pouring. Um, And again, it is immersion in water. And so that is what it means to be baptized according to the Scripture. So does it matter how I'm baptized? Yes, because God, when he commands baptism, he's commanding an immersion in water. The method of baptism matters. So if you have not been fully immersed in water, you, you have not been scripturally baptized. And certainly if that's the case, I'd love for you to reach out to me, and we can study more about that. But then we also want to go a little bit further, as the Scriptures do. And what we notice is that the purpose of baptism matters. So even when you are immersed in water, the reason why you are immersed in water, the Bible shows us, also matters. You think about obedience, true obedience, is doing what God says for the purpose God says to do it. Now, if you just do what God says, but you don't obey it 
for the reason God says. Well, that's really not true obedience. That's obeying some kind of man-made teaching. And there are a lot of man-made teachings about baptism. For example, as you look into the scriptures and you see about why were people baptized with this baptism, was it, how did it connect with their salvation? What motivated them to be baptized? You've got a lot of churches and teachers and preachers and so forth that, that tell us a lot of different things. But what does the Bible say? Well, let's walk through a few passages. In Mark chapter 16, we see something very clearly here. Mark 16, verse 16, where Jesus, during the Great Commission, says, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Now, Jesus is showing us that it takes two things for baptism in this passage, or excuse me, for salvation. Whoever believes and is baptized, that word and is a coordinating conjunction, and it is tying belief and baptism together. Both are essential for salvation. If you want to be condemned, all you've got to do is not believe. You're not going to be baptized anyways if that's the case. So, Jesus is showing us that people need to be baptized to be saved, but it's not just in that passage, turn over to 1 Peter chapter 3, and you notice there's a passage in verses 20 and 21. Verse 20 talks about Noah and how Noah and those eight people that were with him were saved through water, it says. Notice that very clearly, that, it, that these eight people were saved through water. Verse 21, baptism which corresponds to this, which, which corresponds to what we just said about Noah and, his, and those eight people, now saves you, not as the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So baptism now saves you. Don't let anybody tell you that baptism doesn't. Now, it is through Jesus that baptism saves, right? We don't earn our salvation or something of that nature. Right? We can't earn our salvation, but it is something God has required of us. It is an act of faith, an act of obedience that is absolutely required for salvation. And it's not important that that's what I believe. It's important that that's what God has just told us there in 1 Peter 3 and, Matthew, and Mark chapter 16. We could see other passages in addition to that. Acts 2, verse 38, um, the Apostle Peter on the day of Pentecost told those who wanted to know what they needed to do to be saved, he told them to repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Acts 22 and verse 16, uh, Paul, before he um, became a Christian, he was told to be baptized and wash away his sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Galatians 3 and verse 27 tells us that we are baptized into Christ. So what we notice in Scripture is that we are to be baptized, to be saved, to be forgiven of our sins, and to be in Christ. Now, let me ask you this question. Is that's what the Bible teaches us on baptism. I've given you the verses and invite you to go and search that out for yourself. Study it further. And if you'd like to study it deeper with, with myself, please reach out to me and um, send me a con uh, an email or um, call or text me. We'll talk more about that. Or if you'd like our Bible study course that talks a little bit more about that, we'd be, loved to, uh, be glad to send it to you. If you have been baptized, having been told that 
you were already saved or believing that you were already saved, then you really weren't baptized in the way the Bible teaches you. You know, the Bible teaches us that we need to be baptized to be saved, not because we've already been saved. The Bible teaches us we need to be baptized to be forgiven, not to show everybody that we've been forgiven. The Bible teaches us that we need to be baptized to be in Christ, not because we're already in Christ. Right, so carefully evaluate yourself and your baptism to make sure that what you have done is in fact pleasing to God and according to the teachings of the Scriptures. Yes, it does matter how you're baptized. God only gives one baptism, although the world practices so many different kinds. The method of baptism matters and the purpose of baptism matters. What we notice is that baptism is of an eternal importance to your soul. Now, what if you've already been baptized? You know, it's simple enough. If you've never been baptized, you need to, you need to be baptized. You need to be baptized in the right way. And if you are interested in that, then I please invite you to contact me, and we'll be glad to sit down and study that together. But if you have been baptized, well, does the Scriptures tell me anything about what I need to do now? Well, it's simply this. If you have been baptized previously by something that you call baptism, and it's not according to what you read about in the Scriptures, then you really haven't been baptized in the way that pleases God, and you need to be baptized properly. And again, I'd be glad to help you with that and talk through that with you. And if you're not sure, you know, it might be that you've been baptized and you're just really not sure. Well, we'd love to sit down and just study the Bible with you and um, on that subject. We just want to help people live in a way that's pleasing to God. You know, there's an example in Acts chapter 19 of people being rebaptized. In Acts chapter 19, the Apostle Paul encounters some people in the city of Ephesus, and they had been baptized, but they had been baptized with John's baptism. And John's baptism wasn't the baptism that was in effect. All right, It had served its purpose. Another baptism is in effect today, the one that you and I are under. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, verse 5. So again, we have an example of if you've been baptized but it's not been proper, then you need to be baptized in a way that's pleasing to God. Again, it does matter how you're baptized. It is of an eternal importance to your soul. Before we close, if you are interested in receiving that free Bible study course that will help you, whether on the subject of baptism or some other subjects as well, we'd love to send that out to you for free. Just call or text me at 740-527-3403, or you can email me at preacher at thewestendchurch.org. Or you can go online and sign up at www.thewestendchurch.org forward slash Bible study. Bible study, all one word. If you have any questions, maybe you have a question about baptism and your baptism specifically, then please reach out to me and let me know. We can converse about that privately. Or if you have a question you'd like to hear and discuss in a future episode, you can let me know that too. Again, 740-527-3403. Call or text me. Or email me at preacher at thewestendchurch.org. If you're in our area, we'd love to have you come and worship God with us. We assemble at 987 West Main Street in Newark, Ohio. We would invite you to come be with us on Sunday mornings for Bible study at 945 or Sunday morning for worship at 1030 or Wednesday evening for a period of Bible study at 630. You'd be our honored guest. 
Again, we thank you so much for taking the time to study along with me today, and I invite you to join me next time on Bible Talk.